Hey, hey, welcome back to Mamas Have Special Needs 2. I'm your host, Ashley Johnston, and this is episode 114, Energy Conservation. Welcome to the Mamas Have Special Needs 2 podcast, where we are learning to thrive in and enjoy our lives again. I'm your host, Ashley Johnston. Let's go. Hey, Mamas, welcome back. Ah, It's been a day today. I am not at the top of my game, meaning I think I have some sort of stomach bug trying to get over it, but today was the day that I planned to do my podcast for y'all, and so I'm showing up. My husband's been such a great support today, Um, but I wanted to come and talk about energy and specifically how to conserve energy as mamas, especially when we are raising our kiddos that have extensive needs. So the basic idea when I was coming up with this podcast was I often hear from many of you how exhausted you're feeling. And the thought was, what could I do or how could I contribute in a way that could alleviate the exhaustion that we often find ourselves in? And the simple statement that really will kind of sum up what I'm getting at in this podcast is to stop doing what is sucking your energy away and start doing the things that will contribute to higher vibrating energy. You see, all human beings have a measurable amount of energy that we emit, that we generate, and that we put off. And so just kind of out of curiosity, I actually went to the Googles and typed in a couple of different questions about humans and about the energy that we emit. And so one of my questions was, I asked three. And the first one I asked was... um, does the human body emit measurable energy? I'd heard of this before, and but I had never looked up a bunch of information on it. And what it said was the average human at rest produces around 100 watts of power. And over a period of a few minutes, humans can comfortably sustain 300 to 400 watts. And in the case of a very short burst of energy, like such as sprinting, Sometimes a human can put out over 2,000 watts of energy. And so that's just some of the stuff that we can measure. I've also seen graphs where they are measuring our heat, um, MRIs where they are measuring the energy that is going through the brain. Every time we have a thought, we are transmitting energy along those neurons in our brain. Another question I asked was, can overthinking make you tired? And what it said is, if you're feeling drained at the end of a demanding day at the office, and I would actually insert just at the end of a demanding day, regardless of where you are, home or otherwise, could have been thinking too much. Researchers have found that too much use of the gray matter can lead to mental fatigue, making it harder to make decisions. And it is that gray matter up in our frontal lobe, our um, higher brain, our logical brain, all of that that's making all of those decisions all day. And that overthinking or overusing it 
can actually make us tired. And it's not just decision-making. It's also worrying, ruminating on a conversation you might have had, thinking about how you want things to be in your life and they're not that way, or thinking about how you wish your husband or your children or your mother or your father or whatever, or in-laws would behave differently, um, but aren't. So it's like all of these kinds of this thinking that can actually make us tired. So the last thing that I asked when I was searching on Google was, can feelings make you tired? Which is an interesting question because tired is a feeling within itself, but I was just curious to see what it would say. And it said, when stress begins to accumulate from negative or challenging events in life that just keep coming, you can find yourself in a state of feeling emotionally worn out and drained. This is called emotional exhaustion. For most people, emotional exhaustion tends to slowly build over time. And I would actually say that this has been my experience where initially the challenging event in my life happens and I'm like, nah, I'm good. I can do this. I'm good. I can do this. It kind of reminds me of when I'm running. Like, I'm like, I'm going to run all the way to the end of this street. No problem. So I get running and I get running and I'm feeling good. And then before I know it, not even very far down the road. And I mean like a couple of yards. Okay. Like <laughs> I'm, I don't have good cardio fitness at the moment. And so I get just a couple of yards down and immediately I'm like, <gasps> I, this is hard. My lungs are breathing. Like I'm taking deep breaths. My lungs are starting to burn a little bit. I'm starting to feel a little heavy. My legs are starting to hurt. And I start thinking, okay, there's no way I'm getting to the end of this road, right? That's how it kind of feels with, with emotional things in my life where a, the, the emotionally challenging thing happens. Like when we were finding out about my daughter, even other things that have happened in my life, Initially, it's like, I can do this. I can get to the end of this road. It's going to be totally fine. And then you get not that far into the experience. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is way heavier than I thought. I don't know if I can handle this. But then you keep going and it just builds and builds and builds and builds. Okay, so this tiny little Google search, I think was, it was really fun, but it's also kind of revealing to me because I already knew from personal experience and some things I had read previously that we are beings of energy that I, like we, we create energy, we use energy, um, all of that. But it was interesting to see not only are we using energy physically, like in, in a kinetic way or a chemical way when we're breaking down our food or um, even storing potential energy when we're just standing still, we still have the energy in us to be able to move our bodies and exert energy. But that also we are, have energy in our minds as we are thinking and in our gut as we're processing food. And we actually have huge clumps of neurons, not just in our brain, but around our heart and in our digestive system, actually. Many, many, almost close to the brain. I think I have heard some researchers say that we have more neurons in our gut than we do in our brain. And all every time we use those cells, those neurons, we are transmitting energy. And so when it comes to feeling exhausted or feeling tired or fatigued, 
it's interesting to understand not only what type of energy are you talking about? Are you feeling a physical fatigue? Are you feeling a mental fatigue, an emotional fatigue and tiredness? But to note that um, the, the way that we are living our lives and the activities that we're choosing to engage in are either using energy or giving energy, restoring energy. And those are kind of the two, I guess we could have a third category of conserving energy, but I didn't really prep that part for the podcast, but you could consider that. The two I'm really going to talk about is the activities that we do that use up our energy and the activities that we do that give us energy. Because the point of energy conservation is learning what it is you do every day or don't do every day that leads to the outcome of feeling exhausted or feeling fatigued or tired or overwhelmed or frustrated because all of these emotions really are ending in the place of, I don't have enough energy to finish out this day or this activity. So when it comes to conserving and managing your energy, the first thing that a person really has to do is understand where they are right now. And how do you do that? And one of the easiest indicators that I have found is our feelings and our physical sensations. Remember, emotions are vibrations in our bodies. And oftentimes we can tell when we're feeling a higher and faster vibration or a lower one. The higher ones we would describe using words like energized, excited, or happy, maybe even scared or worried or terrified. Because even though those may seem like opposite emotions, you'll notice, like one might we might categorize as negative and one we categorize as positive, you'll notice that they are all higher vibrating because your heart rate increases, your breathing increases, maybe you're sweating a little bit. But generally, you're at a higher state of of vibration and so you have higher energy amounts going through your body and then you have your low energy emotions like tired exhausted fatigued worried defeated um, or overwhelmed all of these kinds of emotions are emotions that really slow us down burn up our energy and kind of keep us exhausted right they've they've we've used up our reserves So then the question is, how can you control or influence the the type and the level of energy that you put out? And just to make sure that I've clarified, energy types can be like a physical, just for simplicity of what will be, just for simplicity of the podcast, the types of energy will likely be a physical kind of energy or tiredness or an emotional, mental kind of energy or tiredness. So how do you control or influence the type and level of energy that you put out? So just let me clarify again, the type of energy that we're going to talk about today on this podcast is either a physical or a mental emotional. And then the level of energy is either it's a high vibrating or a low vibrating energy. Okay, so type and level. So the most effective ways to control the energy level and type is really through your thinking or your physical movement. So with the combination of these two things, I've been able to go from frustrated to calm, from tired to energized, from trapped to free. And what I have found is that 
physical movement is most helpful in processing my emotions when I'm already in the emotion. So if I'm already feeling emotionally exhausted or tired, um, doing stretches or taking myself outside, breathing deeply to pull energy back into my body, especially that deep breathing. So if you're feeling an emotional fatigue, an emotional exhaustion, then it's likely coming from your thinking, which is interesting because thinking is also the change agent to emotional fatigue, meaning that thinking is the cause of your emotional exhaustion and the solution to your emotional exhaustion. A small example of this can be looking at your to-do list and having the thought or thinking, I have to do all of this and I have to do all of it in a short period of time, like today, <laughs> you know, or I had to do all of this like yesterday. That feels very overwhelming, perhaps already feeling defeated. And those emotions really lead you to the place of emotional exhaustion. Whereas you could look at that list and go, okay, I'm going to do two things today. That's all I'm focusing on. Then I'm going to pat myself on the back. It's going to be a win. That kind of thinking can help you feel energized, feel like it's possible, feel like it's doable. So that's an example of how thinking can be what creates the exhaustion or can be what creates the energy. So let's list off just a couple of things that give and take energy. It's just nice to kind of get our minds thinking about what are the things throughout my day that actually give or take energy. Food, water, thinking, feeling, physical movement, and sleep. Okay, those are the six that I have come up with. Those are the six that I really feel are the most prominent ones. If you have more, you can add to it. But we can manage our energy really well based on the kinds of foods we're eating. Are we eating energy that's giving us food or are we eating dead food that's really sucking the energy out of our bodies because our bodies have to process it and our bodies weren't designed to or don't know how to, right? Like high processed food, foods or sugars. And then water, are we drinking water that's full of junk and crap or water that ha that is filtered and clean and perhaps we've added things to the water to enhance it, to make it more energizing to us, right? And then there's thinking, which we kind of touched on already, the type of thinking that can either drain our energy, use up all of our gray matter in one day, or thinking that can help preserve that. And then feeling, are we spinning in our emotions, right? Are we ruminating on and the, the, the 10 minute disagreement we had this morning with our child and then we're carrying that throughout the entire day, right? That's exhausting, you know, or are we spending our time in feelings of love, of gratitude? Are we spinning in those emotions, thinking and noticing and, and of all the wonderful things around us and how grateful we are for them, because I promise that they're there. And then there's physical movement, right? And this one I think is pretty self-explanatory. When you're moving a lot, doing a lot, you're burning up a lot of your energy. Um, and then when you're sitting, you're not burning as much energy. And then sleep, right? This is also pretty self-explanatory. When we get adequate sleep, 
we offer our brain and body what it needs. When we don't, it really takes a hit on us. So why does all of this matter? Why does understanding how energy works in the body and energy works in the mind and what things influence energy, why does that even matter to any of us moms here? And the reason why is because exhaustion is one of the biggest challenges of being a special needs mom. And some of those challenges that we run into as caregivers are worrying about our child's well-being, their behaviors, whether they're doing constant temper tantrums or maybe they're violent, struggling with violence, or maybe they're having some other sort of unique development that takes a lot of thinking to problem solve or and to support them through. The medical needs of our child take a lot of extra time and energy and thought and emotions, right? The, if you're caring for a tube or you're doing medication or supplements or special kinds of diets or you're trying to get help or medical equipment, you're managing the appointment. Some other things that are often on our mind are the finances, the medical bills, and even just keeping up with inflation. Worrying about being with your other children that are developing normally. Worrying about whether they're feeling excluded or we're able to be with them. Um, making no time to have self-rejuvenation or feeling like you don't have the time for it. Having more tasks to do in a day than you actually have time in your day to do it. And then there could be marriage issues or even just trying to maintain the current marriage that you have. So most of these things are what I often hear you mamas talking about when it comes to exhaustion. So what I want to do right now is offer you a little exercise that you can do. And I've actually created a PDF that should be super simple, just to bring some awareness to what is happening in your life that is either using up your energy or adding to your energy. But before I get into that, I want to share with you this imagery that I think will help really explain what this energy conservation idea looks like. So your energy, your daily energy, is like a bank account. And every day you are doing different activities throughout the day. And every activity that you do will either make a deposit into your energy bank account or make a withdrawal from your energy bank account. And if you don't budget or don't look at the transactions that are taking place in that account, you will likely withdraw too much and you will bounce a check. I guess for those of you that still use checks, <laughs> right? You'll, you'll overdraw the account. So with this imagery in mind, right? You're starting the day and you have a certain amount of energy when you start the day. And you also might want to check into why that amount is there, right? If it's like I'm starting the day and I have a thousand dollars in there, or I'm starting the day and I have $10,000, or I guess it would be Watts of energy, <laughs> So think about that for just a minute. Where might your bank account be sitting at this moment? Is it completely overdrawn, right? Are you feeling like I am, I am in negative, negative, negative numbers? Or it's like I'm just kind of at a zero or I'm at a really low number or maybe I'm up in the higher numbers for my energy at the moment, right? And this is great. And then just kind of keeping track of where it fluctuates. What time of day does it fluctuate? 
So a small thing that you can do is think about the areas in your life that you find to be exhausting, right? If it's not exhaustion, but it's tired or fatigue, you can insert that word here too. So a small example that I came up with is being with my kids. Sometimes I do find that exhausting. So once you find a certain activity that you find to be exhausting, you can ask yourself, why do I find it exhausting? So for me, why do I find it exhausting to be with my kids? And the thought is, and some of the thoughts are, everything is harder. It takes more time and energy to clean, to do a project, to run an errand, to build a business, to make dinner, to get along with everyone, to make plans for my week, you know, and on and on it goes. Everything that I do with when my kids are around takes more time and more energy for me to do, right? That's the thought that I'm having. And I do think that that is also legitimate. It does take more time. It does take more energy when you're managing more little bodies that are with you or when you're caretaking for them. But what I find to be the most energy sucking part, right? Cause it does take energy to run around and I, my kids are still little. So it's still very physical. The parenting I do lots of running around and lots of helping them physically with all of the things that they're doing. And then on top of that, my little one is a runner. So right, we're trying to definitely like keep him safe and all of those things. But even more so than just doing the daily activity, physical activity that it takes to care for my kiddos, when I'm with them, what I find more exhausting is the paradigm that I'm parenting through. The, the paradigm of I can't get anything done with them. They're so demanding and other thoughts along this line. And here is a fact that I find really interesting which is, right, and you can go to Google to look at this as well, which is that most of our daily energy goes to our cognitive function. Roughly about 20%. So let's just say you start out the day, you have 100% energy. 20% of that goes to our cognitive function, which is crazy because our brain only takes about 2% of our body mass. And yet most of our energy is right up there being burned in our thinking. Isn't that crazy? So what it really made me think was, wow, if we want to stop feeling tired and fatigued and drained, probably the most significant thing we could do is start managing our thinking better to start thinking things that conserve our energy or give us energy even better, right? So when I'm walking around the house and I'm with my kids and I'm thinking, you're so demanding. Everything is so much harder to do when you're here. And I'm playing that in my head every time there's a hiccup, every time I try to do something and then my kids need me and then my kids need me. And I'm thinking that and I'm spinning that thought in my head all day. I'm burning through that 20% so quickly. And I'm probably using up more than just 20% to keep that narrative going. Another thing that I've noticed is that when we spend all of our time spinning these kinds of energy draining thoughts, we end up sitting in those energy draining emotions exhaustion, defeat, frustration, anger, sadness, depression, weariness, 
heavy, grief, loneliness, trapped. All of these emotions we spend our time sitting in because our brains are spinning in those negative narratives. And when we do that, it really is all-consuming. And outside of just consuming energy, it consumes our time. Which is another huge thing that I hear you guys talking about is I don't ever have enough time to not just do the things I want to do, but do the things that I feel I need to do. I'm doing everything for my child. I'm doing everything for my home, for my job, for my spouse, that I don't have any time for me. And I'm super drained and I'm super exhausted, but I need to keep doing the, all these other things for these other people and I just don't have the time. And do you want to know something? I totally get it. And actually, do you want to know something else? You do have enough time. It has been amazing to me to see how much time I create in my day when I clean up my thinking. When I clean up my thinking and I spend more time in love, gratitude, creativity, joy, even just observing, even just more neutral emotions, even just more neutral thoughts, I end up spending my time in emotions that match that thinking. And it keeps my day moving and I get more done. It sounds super simple, but it is life-changing. I promise So here's what you need to do to start off on this path is go down in the show notes, click on that link, download the sheet that I have. It's a personal energy bank withdrawals and deposits worksheet. And all you do, I mean, you don't even have to print this out. All you do is you're going to pull it up. You can take a little screenshot. You can click your little edit button on the photo And you can just highlight from there. This is just a simple awareness activity. And you'll see just a simple table of activities that you do throughout the day. And these activities are both physical activities and activities that we do with our thinking or our feeling. And on the left, you're going to see the column that says withdrawals, right? Remember that bank account, withdrawals. And on the right, you're going to see deposits. And I've just put out a huge, I've just put out a list, just one page though, a list on either side and just go through and highlight the ones that you notice that you do throughout your day. Just think about today or think about yesterday and just go through and highlight what happened during your day or what you did, the activities that you did that took withdrawals from that energy bank account. Then go on the right side where the deposits are and highlight the things that you did that you were able to give you deposits. And all this is simply going to do is give you some awareness of where you're at. Okay. At the bottom, I've left a couple of extra bullet points that you can insert if you want Some things that maybe you did that you noticed really drained your energy or really contributed to your energy that's not on there. You can add that. But you just want to highlight it and just take a minute to sit and look at it. Look at how many marks are on the left compared to the marks on the right. 
And that might help you see, like, so maybe this is like a little budgeting of energy, but it will just help you see a little bit of, oh, this is why I'm exhausted. This is why I'm drained. I'm doing these specific things. And then, and I want you to make sure that when you see this, you just set that judgment aside. Most likely you have some excellent reasons for why you're at the place you're at. And you don't need to judge yourself for it. You've done the best you've known how all the way up to this point, and you can credit yourself for that. And now you're going to look at just what's going on. And once you let that sink in, then you can decide, I want to drop these things. I want to start doing these things. Okay? So helpful. Don't underestimate the small and simple things, my friends. They can be life-changing. Okay, until next time, take care. Hey mamas, listen, you can create the life and relationships you want as a mother raising children with special needs. And I can show you how. We can hop on a free Zoom call and talk about what you need, what you want, and what I have to offer. No pressure, and it'll be super fun to chat and connect. So send me a message on my Instagram, mamas have special needs too. The link's below and let's hop on a call.